very good afternoon to you, our cherished and descending listeners. It's another beautiful and blessed Wednesday, and we are happy to bring you another exciting edition of your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Masterclass today is also brought to us by GH Genome. GH Genome, our duty to decode. Masterclass comes your way every Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. and runs all the way through to 2.15 p.m. here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. My name, as always, is Yabanafo. I'm happy to bring you today's edition of Masterclass. Last week, we were unable to bring you the edition of Masterclass, essentially because of the Joy Habitat Fair and its live coverage. I do hope that you were able to patronize that fair. If you were not able to, please make sure that the next time that we put out that fair, you're able to patronize and make use of the opportunities that we put out there. Today's edition of Masterclass comes with some sort of mixed feelings. I always say that when we're about to end a certain conversation that has been ongoing for a while, um, I kind of get sad because we're going to miss um, the information and the resource person and all the warmth that we had here on the show. But it also gives us an opportunity to go into another area of conversation, which I will introduce um, at the end of the show. Um, back here on the show with me is... Uh, someone I've come to know as a personal friend, a friend of the show, Dr. Tete Dumanya. Doc, you're welcome back to the conversation. Thank you, yeah. Um, we're happy to have you. Uh, mixed feelings today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, today sort of last day, so. yeah but I mean, I know that once we've had such a good time here on the show, um, maybe the production crew will work out something so that we can bring you back again in the next couple of months. Um, um, to share some, some <laughs> other thoughts with us because I know you have a wealth of information um, that you, you, you always want to share with us. Just just because today is the last show, let me just do this quickly for those who have missed um, your, your sessions. Um, Dr. Tete Dumanya is a Pan-Africanist and likes to refer to himself as an invest bankpreneur. That's threefold, an investor, a banker, and an entrepreneur. And uh, he's done a lot, of, a lot of work. He holds a doctorate degree in business administration from the United Kingdom. He also has a Master of Science in Sociology and Economics, Econometrics option from Germany. And he also has a Bachelor of Science in Agric Accounts from Ghana. When you read CVs like this, it, it feels like you there. You didn't, you didn't go to school. <laughs> no, he's done no, a lot no. of work in Geneva, in Gambia, in Nigeria, in Switzerland. Uh, continue to work for corporates like TechnoServe, Danida, APSA, MasterCard Foundation, Cosmos Energy, and many more. He's also done some work for Gimpa and KNUSD um, Ideal. Doc, well, you're welcome back to the show today. Thank you, yeah. Um, I know that in the last conversation, I mean, if I'm taking it back to the beginning, we're looking at corporate governance. Yes. And then we talked about introducing the subject of, um, of corporate governance. Then we talked about leadership. Then we talked about finance. And then in the last show before now, um, we talked about having entrepreneurial co- um, competencies yeah. that go hand in hand with the, with the topic of corporate governance. Today, we're sort of continuing that conversation and ending it all up and probably doing a quick recap, maybe from beginning to end, if we have a bit of time. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, let's just do a quick recap, if you will, maybe where we, we ended last week. Yeah, I think, the... I think that would be good, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you must always uh, move from known to unknown. Indeed. And before I do that, I want to thank my chief, Constance, once again, for putting this together for us. And like I said, Commodities Investment Ghana, we are available in case you need our services. Um, again, I said you, you need our services. It will not be like the, the master class. Uh, once you talk to us, we should be able to mm. come out. Mm. That is our contribution towards mm. or upliftment of this country. Mm. Mm. Now, so far, like I said, we... Doc, just before you continue, for those of us who like to take notes, Doc has obliged us some slides, which was showing on our Facebook live stream. Um, so if you want to watch us as well, you can go to our Facebook page, Major Online, and watch the show live. And then we'll be sharing some of the slides as well for those of us who like to take notes. Doc, please continue. All right, thank you, yeah. So uh, we, 
We have demonstrated that corporate governance is essential to our day-to-day um, life. I was discussing before the studio with uh, one of my good friends, Professor Nanopo, mm. and his argument, which I find very exciting, is that the rich in this world are rich not because of their work. Mm. I'm repeating it. Mm-hmm. People who are rich, billionaires, multi, whatever, they are rich not because of their work. It's mm. because of the authority. They leverage on something. Mm. You may recall when we have this issue of the CD depreciation, we were told that, well, we have some money, but it will be given to the banks. And in corporate governance, or in, in, in we see these uh, private entities as a stretch, as an arm of every uh, uh, government. Mm. And therefore, it is important for us as business people to see our suppliers, our customers also as arm. So that's why we are saying Mm -hmm. that corporate governance is like a day-to-day. It runs through our businesses. Mm. But the bane of this corporate governance is where we talk about the financial management. We say it's it's necessary to help us to to ensure clear rules and responsibilities, segregation of duties, mm. um, tight internal controls, etc. It is important that uh, finance becomes the medium at which most of these things run. So we also discuss that. We are saying that when we put our structures together, it helps us to identify risks. They say the best way to defend is to attack. So once your system runs, then it's easier to see whatever um, is ahead of us. And classic example is when the COVID came. We saw how the government was able to mm. um, manage that. So we're saying that corporate government is just a combination of rules, processes, or laws by which businesses are operated, regulated, and controlled. Mm. And that's why it dovetails into the personal competences. Now, before we went into the Uh, core competencies. We also said that we have other competencies which we are not going to talk about. Mm -hmm. That's why I said this one is the core. It's person. Remember... I must have. Yes. I remember I said businesses uh, have three dimensions. The person that is running the business Mm -hmm. is professional skills Mm -hmm. and then the enterprise. That's why when we incorporate company, we say that it's an illegal entity. It's an Mm -hmm. organic Mm -hmm. and it can be sued or Mm-hmm. You can also a sue. Few, yes. So that is the enterprise. That is the business. But you need your professional skills to be able to run that. That's why you have been trained. And mm-hmm. I must commend you. You do it these things so well. Uh, I'm I cannot humbled. do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm humbled. I cannot do the So there are other core competencies like cross-functional competencies that when you have the skill to cut across. But that's not the subject of this. Mm-hmm. No, but Doc, I just want to drive this point home that if you're listening to us, you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, you have your own business. One of the key things that Doc has just mentioned is that there are three things that come together to make your whole offering, your service offering. And it's you, the person, so it is you, Kofi Mensah, who's listening to us this afternoon. It is your professional skill set. So Kofi Mensah, is you've gone to school to become an accountant. You've gone to school to become, let's say, a banker. You've gone to school to become whatever a it musician. is. A musician. Yeah. That is your skill set. And there is the enterprise, which is the business. Okay, so it's absolutely important to be able to distinguish between these, two, these three things. Naturally, they all come together to work 
to deliver the total offering. But it's absolutely important to understand the three. Because sometimes the mistake that we make is that people think that they are one and the same. In certain respects, in certain contexts, yes, they are. But where you have to delegate responsibility and be able to get other people to come in and do things, don't think you can do And that's a jack-of-all-trades syndrome that we're talking about. So it's important to understand the difference between the three. Look, I just thought I'd chip that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This. I think, I, again, you, you do this so seamlessly. So keep it up. Thank you, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we said that the core competencies were in three classes. The first class is the developmental one. Mm. The second one is the accomplished one. And the third one is the authority, mm-hmm. the supremacy. And last, uh, two weeks ago, we discussed the developmental one. They are in three classes. Mm-hmm three subclasses. The first one is that every business person must set goal. Mm-hmm. Goal setting is very important. important. And I added that then go to the what the MBAs are teaching. It must be smart. Um, mm-hmm. It's important. And the goal must be well articulated with specific short, long, medium, and long um, um, measurements. Mm-hmm. So you cannot just set goal and say, I've set goals, write it on paper and say that no. You should be no. For for example, I know what I want to achieve at the end of the year, mm-hmm. and then I know quarterly basis, I know monthly, then come back weekly. So mm-hmm. every time I look at my plan and I work, I work within that. So you don't go to bed and wake up. No, like I don't know what I'll do tomorrow. Twenty eight days later, and say, "Where is the report?" Yeah, no, I know what I'll do tomorrow. You must follow I know through. So it it runs down. Then the second thing we also said in terms of the developmental competence is that every business person or entrepreneur must seek information. Mm. So people say, as a CEO, you must read books. Yes, it's true. Mm-hmm. And that also reflects on the professional skills. Sometimes when you say professional skills, it's not like always academic. Go to and write the exam. One, No. It's also how well do you educate yourself yeah. in your field. Yeah. So professional skills here is also very important. You have to do personal research on the work, how to provide the product or services. Um, consult experts where mm-hmm. it's necessary. I was a while ago, I was telling you, I'm doing something, I'll come and consult mm-hmm. based on what Yao is doing well that mm-hmm. is making progress. Mm-hmm. So, information seeking is very, very important. Look, you know, as, as you are talking about, I'm seeing some of our entrepreneurs in Ghana. You know, let's say that you, you, you're an apprentice vulcanizer yeah. and you learned how to fix tires and change car tires for cars. The thing you learned six years ago, and that's what you said at the beginning of all of this about four weeks ago, that yeah. if you do, if your information is as old as what you learned when you were learning the job, then it's obsolete. Yeah. Today, there are new ways of doing the same kind of thing that you do. Do you know about it? Have you read about it? So that when people begin to ask questions, then you get angry. That's why when you get new apprentices and they are asking questions, you feel like they're challenging you. You are incapable of... You must read because there are always new ways of doing the thing that you know, the thing that you studied, the skill set that you have. You learned how to, let's say, um, cut somebody's hair. So you're a barber. There are nicer ways of doing that today and different ways and more efficient ways of doing it. And new machines. New machines, how to handle different hair textures. So we must always read and add value. And I come to the issue of data. This, this is the point that you're yeah. making. As for data, I won't even go there because you have said it all, Doc. Yeah. It is, it's absolutely yeah. priceless. It's, As a business owner, d- data is gold for you. And I, I have a friend, um, um, Dr. Isaac Barton. Um, he has this uh, Primus Royal Medical mm. um, Center. At will be there. Mm-hmm. It's just coming up. And one of the things I kept on telling the administrator is that files, file your things. Mm-hmm. Even when you buy salt. File it. Yes. 
Because one day I come back as auditor and I want to know how much it costs to establish that hospital. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred bed uh, uh, clinic or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't know the terms, but I call, I call it hospital. Mm-hmm. And once I know that, it helps me as a consultant or anybody know that in this dispensation, it takes $100,000 to be able to establish 100 capacity hospital. Mm-hmm. So it is very, very important. And it's also served as a yardstick okay. for other people who want to enter into that business. business. Yeah. So information seeking is very mm-hmm. important. Then we said the last of the classes of the developmental thing is systematic planning and monitoring. And I've said that already. You must break your plans into into smaller ones that will fit into the larger uh, overall plan. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you will not know what you have the global plan, but you may not know um, what you have to do in order to achieve that. Mm-hmm. So systematic planning is very, very important. And like I said, I know what I will do tomorrow, next week, next month. Of course, there will be variance, mm-hmm. plus or minus, but it's important for us to, um, as a business people, get this mm. goal setting, information seeking, systematic planning, and monitoring. Now, today we continue by the other class called the accomplishment or attainment. And the first thing on the list is that a business person must always seek information. So opportunity where people see chaos. And I will cite a classic example. You know when the COVID came, other people used the opportunity to make money. Indeed. I met a lady in one of my training sessions and he said, look, look, I've made <coughs> money more than in this COVID. I said, why? Did you kill somebody? He said, no. <laughs> then he started telling me the story. All that he, he did was that he was opportunity seeking. Mm. So instead of sitting down, for, you know, hey, the dollar is up, this thing's up. What and what can you do in order to make money in between that? Life has not stopped exactly. since the dollar went up. Exactly. Life did not stop when and, COVID and, came. And, and, and Ghana is interesting. We complain more than we do. We do less and we complain instead of looking at it. So you do things before you be forced but to. Have you been realized that during the COVID, we're drinking more water? Yes. Now is we that, stop. Is that not an opportunity? Yeah, I'm yeah. just looking at an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're drinking more water, were we not? It, we're yeah. supposed to be eating more vegetables. Yeah. Is that not an opportunity? In it's, there? O- it's opportunity. You it's know, opportunity. So, I mean, I think you're right. I and and, and, and then people but... even started, uh, now they were mindful about their health all of exactly. a sudden. You know? Exactly. No, no, they say COVID, that kind of thing. And I always cite this example. There was a, 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 a place where it's swampy mm. in our area. And there's this guy... All of a sudden, look at the place. Turn the place into the nursery. Mm. And the guy made thousands of Ghana cities from Wow. It. When people were dumping, you know, it was a waterlogged mm-hmm. area. And, and, and these are ca- the kind of things that... Started I'm putting seeing. up plants, different yes. seedlings and all and of that. And it became a nursery where people would drive and park. And, and it, it, this is... Those of you who know Oforipeni Secondary, mm. that crossroad, that's where I'm referring to. And a lot of people had passed through that same It place. used to be waterlogged. Nobody, you know, mm. some wild animals used to be there. Mm. And this guy came, get seedlings and started. And with time, you see cars park. And that is what I'm t- talking about, opportunity seeking and initiative. Mm. When you even look for the opportunity, you must initiate. The, the, the crying of business people, especially in Ghana, is that we don't have money. But I kept on saying that when you have the plan, the money will come. 
the money is the last thing that's supposed to kick the oil that's supposed to keep the process. Mm. And that one, when they gave you the money, you waste it. Mm. So that's the fourth uh, competency that right. every business person. The fifth is common, that is calculated risks. We are saying that business people should deliberately calculate. I'm not saying that when you see fire, then you go. But you must do the dy dx and see whether whatever you you're going to embark on, evaluate <laughs> alternatives. Wait, 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 dy dx. I remember my math teacher. <laughs> Good afternoon to you, Mr. Asama. You are listening to us. Mr. Asama, thank you for educating this uh, young man. <laughs> hey, dy dx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's equal to zero. Hey. You must follow that. But it's important that we know those dynamics yeah. and we move on. So you, you must take action to reduce risks or control outcomes. Place yourself in situation involving a challenge or moderate risks. Let us break the comfort zone. I kept on telling one of my friends. He doesn't want to go beyond certain threat. I said, break it because she's scared. And if you do that, your business cannot grow. And sometimes you need to force them. But you see, the interesting thing about this is that if the corporate governance is working well, then it's the board that now put those assignments, force the management to break their comfort zone. Mm. That's the point we are trying to mm. make. So the fifth one is calculated. The sixth one is that efficiency and quality. For me, I like the, 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 the sixth one because always I'm looking, and we have said it a while ago, how to do things better, faster, and cheaper. Okay, so you have this Pythagoras theory, and they say adjacent, opposite, and the hypotenuse. So when I'm driving, I'll look for the hypotenuse. Mm -hmm. Because we have been told that the hypotenuse is always shorter than... Uh -huh. So that's, that's the kind of concept that mm -hmm. we are talking about. You must be able to do things better, faster, and cheaper. Not the same way, but even if it's going to take you five years, ten mm -hmm. years, no. Let's look at look, you know, the horizon. As you talk about better, faster, and cheaper... I mean, these are the three things that, for example, let's say if we're looking at procurement, for example, it would come in. And so, for example, I mean, every, every institution, I mean, every investor, I don't want to spend more money than I should. Yeah. But I also am looking for quality. A question I will ask you when we get to the question, maybe I'm, ask, I'm saying that now because I want you to think about it, yeah. is how do I get the equilibrium all the time between these three? Time as a resource, price, efficiency. And also the quality that we talk it's about. It's easy. Don't answer it now. No, no, it's, it's easy. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about it. Those of those of you who have done li linear programming in mathematics, it's easy to do that. Okay, so we'll, we'll talk about. Okay. So efficiency and quality also means that you need to develop or use procedures to ensure work is completed on time, mm. or that work meets agreed upon standards of quality. So the the fact that I say hey up doesn't mean don't go don't do anything and put it no that is not the issue that I'm talking about. Then we we'll look at the seventh one. The seventh one is that businesses or running business is not cheap. So the seventh one is persistence. Remember the, our definition that we said competency is a capacity to apply or use a set of related knowledge, skills, and abilities required to successfully perform critical work function. So that's how we, we define it. So persistence takes, means that takes action in face of significant obstacle. There's always, if you're driving, you know, motion, we were taught that there's always opposing force, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So the more you accelerate, the better you 
So you persist over time. Persistence also means that takes repeated action or switches to an alternative. I was saying that I give you a plus because he has been doing this for some time. What he's doing, I cannot do it. No matter <laughs> what. You see, it comes with time. Mm. It's a skill that you have developed. Mm. And you must be able to develop either leadership skills, skills that will enhance your business as well. But if you go one and you go and sleep, and you say that because it's too much for me, I'm tired. And the reason why we see this kind of people here is that most of us are either opportunistic entrepreneurs or businessmen or necessity. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't get a job, I didn't do this, that's why I am in. But if you really you want to create something, value, and solve some problem, then these core competencies must be something that you strive to achieve persistence. The eighth one is commitment. Commitment to work contract. Make personal sacrifice or expand extraordinary effort to complete the job. Sometimes um, it's also common when our employees oh, it's it's 5 o'clock, I'm gone. That one, he will not wait. And I've seen in some of my companies where the person is just waiting, pack and polish the face, is waiting 4.30. They'll block out. Meanwhile, the same person came in late. Mm. Mm. You know, oftentimes when this conversation comes up, in in other jurisdictions, they they monitor time at work by by clocking in. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I said, people clock in and clock out. Yeah. But do you? And I'm, I'm, I, you know, I stand to be corrected. And please, if you're listening to us and you have a different opinion, when we get interactive, let's hear from you. Do you find that? Don't you find that in those jurisdictions, the output because it's measured can be planned for? And becomes, I dare say, a bit more than in our jurisdiction where the timing is not is not monitored. Yes, but I say that because you mm-hmm. see, sometimes people will say, if you are saying I should, um, I should come in at eight thirty, then at five thirty when I stay till six thirty or seven, then you should give me overtime. Yes, I, have you heard that argument? No, no, no yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know the interesting thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not interested in outcomes. I'm interested mm-hmm. in results. Right. The outcome is that come to 8 and mm-hmm. 8.30 and close at 5.30. Mm-hmm. But what have you achieved? Exactly. Exactly. Because people who come to work and for the first four hours... Is they are reading newspapers. They are not being efficient. They are not doing... They, they are being productive. Be, yeah. And, then and then nowadays, and then... the annoying thing is on the mobile phone, Instagram or something. And I get agitated when I see somebody, front desk person, and yesterday I did some, mm-hmm. that... The person was not interested in the people around because there was something on the Facebook or Instagram that and you are supposed to be the front desk. Mm. So again, it's important that we, we, we do outcomes, are yes, but what is the result? But the result comes in when you are committed. That is it. That today. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I go to work and I've done that when I work for other people. Mm. I want to close and say that, look, today I contributed X, Y into the upliftment of the What company. did I do today? Exactly. And I do that the next day. Tomorrow, what am I going to add? But if you are running your own business, that is how they're thinking. And some of them, you call, I'm in my house. I'm the CEO. Doing what? On my phone. Doing what? Nothing. The way you, you treasure the business, even in your actions, is how your staff will also treasure Thank it. Thank you. Someone said to me that, it says, your actions are speaking so loudly, I cannot hear what you are saying. So you are, you are telling me, come to work early, you show up at 10. Yeah. You are telling me, make sure that you do this in the quickest possible time. It takes you two months to do one thing. When we have done it and brought it to you, approve it. Then you like it's <clears> on your table. 
So your actions are speaking so loudly, I can't hear what you're saying. So the learning point here for our entrepreneurs is that it's not just what you say, but it's also what you do. Yeah, the commitment aspect. Exactly. And, and the interesting thing that corporate governance does to this is that the moment somebody is employed, mm. you, you give him work contract. Most of us, we say, oh, no, they just give you offer letter. This mm-hmm. is your salary. No, there must be KPIs. So the work contract that you are coming in the first one month, you must contribute A, B, C, D. And again here, if you don't know how to write a work contract, I can come and write it for you. Yes. We'll, we'll put your number out again today because, I mean, that's why we always say that you can't do everything yourself. So yeah. shout. So put you your can, hand up. You can, you yes. can outsource it. Because, you yeah. see, most people employ people when they come and say there's no work. But if I bring you in and I know that this month we need to do project A, B, C, D, there must be programs in your, mm. no matter how small, there must be programs. Of course. For example, I, I have a small coconut water business mm-hmm. and I, I do the production. I don't know how to market mm. and I want to employ somebody. I'll give you a target. Of course. I'll give you a target. X number of Exactly. Of for every day, for a week, mm. for a month. If you achieve it, like you said, you go beyond that, mm. then you have a bonus. There's a joke about targets. I'll tell that joke, and after that, we get interactive. <laughs> if you're listening to that, this is Masterclass here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. So a new salesman, there's a company that was selling a certain product, and the sales were not very, were not moving on. So they employed a new person, and first day, he sold three, three copies. Ah, second day, it was a book. Second day, he sold, you know, ten. Then he was set there. Sales were going up. So at some point, the... His boss's boss's boss came down to the country and said, I want to know how you are selling these products. How are you changing the numbers so quickly? He says, oh, it's a very simple thing. He says, how do you do it? And this is just a joke. He says, when I go to them and I introduce the book, I start reading it to them. And I bore them with it to the point where they buy the book. So I asked them, will you buy it or should I continue reading it? <laughs> that was just by the way. Um, I think that's, that's a, a good one. Yeah, let's, let's round up on the last competency yeah, so, and then we'll just... No, the last one the is... Last the, one, yes. Yeah, so the phase then we go to the authority. Right, so, right, yeah. right, right. You have only two. Okay, so, so let's just, let's get interactive. So that while okay. we share those yeah, points, then, then I we can, can mention also get it too, yeah. our listeners. Um, mm-hmm. we'll get in, we want to take a quick message from our sponsors. When we come back, we open the phone line so that you can be a part of this conversation. This is Masterclass here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. Final conversation on corporate governance and entrepreneurial skills with Dr. Tete Dumanya. We take a quick message. We will be right back. Your favorite on-air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business GH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 0551-111997 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress. Equia has sickle cell disease. Kweku is battling with prostate. Auntie Mary has a family history of cancer. All these people have either inherited a genetic disorder from parents and present in the child at birth or even due to some environmental factors. Remember that genetic conditions affect all ages, economic, social and religious groups. Don't discriminate if they look different. Early detection may help early intervention and treatment. 
As we start the GA Genome Project, we invite you to join and follow our public lecture series and get free genetic testing and screening. For more updates and information on how to get the free genetic testing and screening, call 0302-959-246 or visit www.gagenome.org. Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass here on Superstation Joy 99.7. The phone lines are now open. Numbers to call 0302216541. That's 0302216541. You can also send us your comments on WhatsApp on 055111997. Goyle has some great news for us if you have any motor vehicle of any kind. Goyle, your oil marketing company of choice, keeps making your life ever so convenient. Goyle now accepts Momo for all fuel purchases at key select stations. Just remember to Momo it to Goyle. And that's not all. You can use your bank card to buy fuel at Goyle. And this is made possible by APSA. Drive to any of our Goyle filling stations now and buy fuel Pay by Momo or bank card and you're good to go. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Did you know that disorders like sickle cell disease, breast and prostate cancer have a genetic component? Genetic conditions affect all age and economic and social religious groups. The GH Genome Project includes public lecture series on the Ghanaian genome and free genetic health screening of sickle cell diseases, breast and prostate cancers. We invite you to join the GH Genome Project. Follow us and get screened. Early detection may help early intervention and treatment. For more updates, call us on 0302-959-246. That's 0302-959-246. Or visit us at www.ghgenome.org. GH Genome, our duty to decode. Phone lines are now open. I have a caller on the line. I've got Kay from Airport. Good afternoon, Kay. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name and where you're calling from. Hello, you just said Kate. You mentioned my name. <laughs> right. I'm calling from airport. Right. How is that for this afternoon, my brother? Ah, uh, a bit of traffic, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. Great, great, great. Talk to me, my brother. Yeah, so um, I just wanted to weigh in two things. Well, one is um, the fact that, um, you know, with the time, uh, coming to going to work, leaving, and all the different books, mm. um, I wonder what your guest thinks about the fact that for me, I personally have always thought that it's better to have timelines and deliverables mm. as opposed to monitoring how long somebody stays at work because people can come in before the check-in time mm. and check out after the check-out time and mm. still do nothing mm. or not do it to the quality that you expect. Mm. Someone else would use, you know, half that time to do it well. Mm. So um, what does he think about in terms of not monitoring people according to how many hours you are at work, mm. blah, blah, blah. Mm. But then how how often and how frequently you're able to deliver what your deliverable is and then have the rest of the time to yourself. Mm. That mm. is one. Mm. And then the second is um, on, on these target things, smart targets. What I have come to realize is most the leaders of industry know about targets, especially if it comes to, let's say, um, the fast-moving products and, you know, work that has to do with sales. But then they never actually set smart targets. They always set targets that are way beyond what is reasonable, what is even measurable sometimes. They know about smart targets. They talk about it if you invite them to a conference. But then when they go back to their organization, they don't actually have smart targets. They just have targets that would align to how much profit they want to make. Mm. And they don't actually give the resources that should let their staff bring in those targets. So those are the two things I, I wanted to let you all. Right. Thank you so much, my brother. We, 
we will react to them shortly. Do you want to do that quickly? I've yes. got Richard on the yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, well. let me. Okay, so let's take Richard. Let's take Richard and yeah. then, yeah. So the, the two things he spoke about are measuring quality of work instead of the time. Yeah. And then he also talked about setting smart targets. Uh, Richard, good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name and where you're calling from. Yeah, good afternoon. My name is Richard. I'm calling from um, Tema. Sorry, Richard. If you can speak up a bit for me, I can hardly hear you. Yes, my name is Richard. I'm calling from Tema. Good afternoon, Richard. Talk to me, my brother. Okay, I think um, your program is a very important program. And, and uh, personally, I, I see myself witnessing most of what you are saying in the field. Mm. Now, what most entrepreneurs in Ghana usually do is that for the fact that they have been able to identify or come up with a solution to a problem, and then they set up a business, they feel they know it all. Mm. So just when the business is in motion, they, they, they recruit a, a marketing manager. And when things are not going well, they forget that there are business consultants out there to be consulted on. Mm -hmm. I always tell people that businesses are like human beings. Yeah. When it gets to a point in time, you need to go for a checkup. Mm -hmm. But just as a typical Ghanaian does, a typical Ghanaian does not go to the hospital. They wait till things get worse before they, they are now going to the emergency ward or something. Mm -hmm. But I think Ghanaian entrepreneurs should understand that businesses are like human beings. And at a point in time, when things get tough, they should consult the business consultants mm. who will do a thorough check on their business and fix the issues for them. Right. They are putting their frustration on marketing managers and firing them left, right, center. Mm. Meanwhile, it might not be the problem of the marketing manager. Mm. The business itself needs a typical restructuring, right. which must be done by a business consultant. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Richard. I think that his point is very well made. Yeah. I won't add anything to it. Maybe, okay, so maybe let me start yes. from his point. And yes. I think um, the reason why it, what he said was valid is simple. I said it here that there are four phases of every business. The startup, the survivor, mm -hmm. the growth, and the mm -hmm. succession. Mm -hmm. Each of them requires separate skill set. Yeah. Remember I talk about the skill. Yeah. So most good entrepreneurs can do the, the startup and survivor. And that's why he's asking. Mm -hmm. At that point, get a, an expert to help you sail through. Mm -hmm. There are people who even went up to the third phase, but the, the succession plan was so bad that we didn't hear about when we were growing up, we heard a lot of, I don't want to mention names. Mm -hmm. But where are they now? Because the succession plan was poorly mm -hmm. executed. Mm -hmm. So it is important for what he's saying that, look, you don't know it all. We also don't know it all. But um, we do research, we do, we do our needs assessment, and then we move on. Right. So, Richard, yes, I agree with you 100%. Mm -hmm. The second one is that, you see, COVID has taught us a lot of lessons. And that's why when I was saying, I said results. Mm -hmm. Results means that smart targets. Because when the person goes to work eight and five, and what has he achieved? But you see, the monetary aspect becomes necessary mm -hmm. when I'm dealing with customers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If it's a teller or something that people come see, we know we are opening the bank, for example, mm -hmm. eight, and people will come. Then you cannot say that what you need to serve the people exactly. to 530. So exactly. it depends on... Um, the nature of the services or the product that mm -hmm. you are selling. But you see, when you bring in a consultant, in, and this is what I, I, I teach this course in MBA, mm -hmm. Operations Management, mm -hmm. I can calculate how many minutes, hours that you, you require to do a particular work. Mm -hmm. And when I do that, what kind of resources I need to match it? Mm -hmm. So in giving you your KPIs, mm -hmm. I know that this work that you are doing should take you 30 minutes. Yeah. Plus or minus... Um, then you are there. Let me give you a, a very funny thing. <laughs> when I was doing my doctorate in London, you know, as a student, I work with Royal Mail. Yeah. And one day I went to work 
and I met this guy who is also a Ghanaian. So we are talking, we are suffering, you know, it's winter. <laughs> and apparently when we are talking, we are supposed to scan about one track, one hour, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And we did it one hour. We were fired. You did it under time? Uh, no. We did it more than one hour, 15 minutes. Ah, I think we were time. doing, yeah, over time. One hour, 30 minutes. Mm. Instead of one hour, 15 minutes. Yeah. We were fired. Mm. And that, that day, 3 a.m., winter, you know, those of you who have worked in London, mm-hmm. it's a red bus that will come. And they come on hourly basis. <laughs> and the fire is when they, they are, when we got the red bus move. So, you, so we have to stand <laughs> in the cold for another hour. You have to wait. Yes, because they want the results. Yeah. So, again, it depends. But, you see, they have structured everything in such a way mm-hmm. that when you go, the, your work contract has this. Yeah. And, therefore, your deliverables are, are there. Mm-hmm. And as long as you work within your delivery, nobody cares. Just get it done. Exactly. Let's get it done. Sometimes you can go to break one mm-hmm. hour, 30 minutes, because you know you get it. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I want the results. Mm-hmm. The second point he made, though, was about targets. Why leaders know about targets and yet do not set smart targets? Yes, because they don't calculate it well. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I'm saying that every work must have the number of uh, hours or mm-hmm. time that required to do that work. Mm-hmm. But they look at it and look at the bottom line. No, if you do that, you'll kill your employee. And the set, second thing, yeah, yeah, and that's again, we come back to the principles. The principle is that target must be reliable. I can't sit here and say tomorrow I'm going to build 50 houses. No, it's not possible mm-hmm. because the construction even takes time. Mm-hmm. So they are not realistic. So, again, when you understand your work and you know what goes into that work, you, you give realistic target to mm. people. But this is the thing. Yeah. Most entrepreneurs, when they started, they didn't put themselves into the business. Because if you have done it before, you know how long it took you to do that. Mm-hmm. And when you are telling that startup, you, the boss, the CEO, don't go and sit. Get involved in the marketing. Yeah. Get involved in the analysis of the product. Mm-hmm. So that when you are giving somebody target, you know that, well, in my time, I used one hour. So plus mm-hmm. of one hour, 10 minutes is, is supposed to deliver. Mm-hmm. Right. Phone lines are still open, 0302216541. You can also send us your comments on 0551111997. That's on WhatsApp, and we'll pick them up and try and answer them. Doc, I've got a few questions here while we wait for... I think you've got some more content. Yes, you? yes, I have, yeah, so let's I have take, two let's more. So let me say that the 10 core competencies, we say goal setting, information seeking, mm-hmm. systematic planning and monitoring, opportunity seeking and initiative. We also talk about the fit one calculated risks. Yeah. Then we also talk six, efficiency and quality. Seven is persistent. Eight, commitment. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I talk about the nine. The ninth one is persuasion and networking. Mm-hmm. This is where the business person use deliberate strategies and methods to influence or persuade others. Like the joke that you were trying to say. Maybe it's a good strategy. <laughs> so it will, it will force people to, mm-hmm. not illegally, but legally. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you use key people as agents to accomplish objectives. So when we are doing even focus group discussion, we look at the leaders. Yeah. You know, like you have a, you go to a workplace, the person who is the most vocal has a followers. So you call the person mm-hmm. into the room and discuss with, look, yeah. listen to him yeah. because he represents constituency before you come out and, and say any policy. Mm-hmm. That helps you to persuade other people. You get the buy-in of yeah. the team. And mm-hmm. we use the same thing in our marketing. Know the people, what they want, mm-hmm. what they would like, and then on the basis of that, you come out with services or product that 
Okay. I've got a message on social media. This one is from Victoria Okrako. Victoria says, what a wealth of transfer of knowledge. Thank you to the consultants and kudos to the masterclass. Okay, Doc, so that's a, that's a, 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 a thumbs up for you there. Yes. Thank you, Victoria, for reaching out to us. Yeah. Then the last one is independent and self-confidence. Mm. Self-confidence is one of the things that um, generally we, we don't do well. You see big people, good entrepreneurs, when they give them the microphone, they are found wanting. Mm. And a friend in U.S. told me that, look, when you are talking to a U.S., you have to look eyeball to eyeball. By a Ghanaian, you see that the head is down, meaning that you are lying or whatever. <laughs> no, but isn't it because of our our orientation as a people? Like, when we yes. like said, when you are talking to your elders, okay, you have to, don't, yes. don't look at them. It's disrespectful. Yes, so socioeconomic aspect also comes here. Yeah. And that is why I said the person is very important. Mm, How mm, you grew mm, up, your yeah. traits, your mm. temperaments, yeah. the culture settings. So you go to a particular place, and I can do that. Mm. The moment I, I look at the office and the setting, I will know which tribe the, the, the owner is coming mm. from, the way he does things. Mm -hmm. This is very, very important because it has certain kind of bearing. Mm -hmm. But remember, we said that we must learn, relearn, and unlearn. I'm a tough lad. Yes. Yeah. So that principle works here. Mm -hmm. So that the things that we think will not inure to the benefit of the business, we, we stop them. But when you say, we there, that is how we do it here. You cannot change. <laughs> what is it that you cannot you change? You must be willing to change because the world you live in is a changing world. Yes. So although you seek autonomy, you must form rules or other things that may control others. And that's why I think Richard or somebody mentioned mm -hmm. a while ago. Then you stick to certain things, certain principles, certain judgment. You can't say A and do B as a business owner. Mm. Even you, if they know that you always come and take the money from the pot, mm -hmm. you are giving avenue for other people to also do so same. Also you know, put their hands there. Yes. So once you lay out the principles, it is it is it is for you to set up the example for mm. others to follow. Mm. And that comes in when you have you are very independent. And you have that self-confidence. You express confidence in, in the ability to complete a difficult task in the face of challenge. Mm. Because, look, when I give you a task, I also research. I do that to my, my, my people. Mm -hmm. So that in the event where you are not able to do, you come and I show you. If I, I, have, a, I, have, I have friends at work who do the same, the same yeah. thing. And they tell me, yeah, when I ask you to do something, maybe you can call it that I have, I have an obsessive-compulsive disorder I can call it OCD or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. but when I ask you for example to call someone in five minutes if you haven't called the person by the so. time you call the person they will say I've called him already yeah I also do so so it's a gentle way of saying when I ask you to do, to do something you it's must, not because I can't do it myself yeah. it's just, I'm giving you an opportunity to learn so do it otherwise I'll find someone else to do it and then, you know the interesting thing sometimes when you do that they say oh this one is he's a terror it's easier said than that because I cannot ask you to do mm -hmm. something that I knew I've not, mm. be, I've not gone through. And that is the fundamental point I'm making, that every entrepreneur or business person, mm -hmm. you must also go through the departments. Mm. I've got Douglas from uh, Dan Suman. Douglas says, wow, super inside there. My question now is that most people are working from home. How do you supervise them? And talking of hours, why can't we be paid by 